Hello, and welcome to the Church Can Happen Anywhere podcast. I'm Chris Roof, the lead pastor at Peace Street. We're a couple weeks behind in sharing our recent messages from Sunday morning worship. So today we have Dr. Harry Durbin's message preached on Father's Day entitled Making Our Dreams Come True. Now, this message was part of our 2022 summer movie series, so each week we'll enjoy a different clip from a summer blockbuster and see how it speaks to the themes of our scripture lesson for the morning. And in this week's message, Dr. Durbin used a clip from the great baseball movie, Field of Dreams. Now, stick around after the message to hear about some upcoming events, including a date you can mark on your calendar for this year's Back to School Bash happening in August. But right now, here is Dr. Durbin with this week's message. We will see a little film clip in a few minutes from Field of Dreams. But I want you to think about this for a moment. In our lives, there are people who are dream killers and dream kindlers. There are people who are dream killers and dream kindlers. Michael Slaughter, who is now a retired pastor, had a very successful and effective ministry at Ginghamsburg Church in Tip City, Ohio. Tells a story in one of his books about his call to ministry. And this happened when he was 17 years old. It was profound. It was life-changing. And he went to tell his parents about it. And they said, well, we can't see you going to college, much less seminary. What does your uh, teacher think or what do your guidance counselors think? So he went and talked to his guidance counselor and the guidance counselor simply said, Michael, you're not college material. Well, he was called. So he was determined that he was college material. So he successfully made his way forward, completed college, completed seminary. And he said all the while, while he was trying to learn to be encouraged, that he had a seminary professor who would send him notes about things that would be encouraging to him in, the, in that experts are people who should know, don't always know. And sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly, they become dream killers. So he offered these quotes in some of the materials that he would send him. Gary Cooper, who turned down the part of Rhett Butler. Did you remember that? He said, Gone with the Wind is going to be the biggest flop in Hollywood. MGM Studios said this, Fred Astaire can't act, can't sing, is balding, and can only dance a little. The head instructor of the John Murray Anderson Drama School told Lucille Ball, Try another profession, any other. Then this is my favorite. Decca Records, referring to the Beatles before they were signed by Capitol Records. 
We don't like their sound. <laughs> Groups of guitars are on their way out. Now, one of those guys turned 80 this week, right? Who was it? Paul. So it, it turned out pretty well for those guys. They did have a sound to make and a life to offer in music. One of the goals that we have as a people of faith is to understand stories. So this morning, I want you to think about two hugely important stories. One is from Field of Dreams. A couple of you have already told me this is one of your favorite movies. Kevin Costner plays Ray Kinsella, who's just bought a farm, moved to Iowa with his wife and daughter. He's haunted by this strained relationship with his now-dead father, the challenge of paying monthly bills. One day, while walking through the corn stalks, he hears a voice say to him, if you will build it, he will come. Ray thinks he's hearing things, but he hears the voice again, if you build it, he will come. He tells his wife about the voice who asks, if you build it, who will come? Ray answers, he didn't say. She said, I hate when that happens. <laughs> that night, Ray is awakened by the same voice, so he steps to the window, looks out on the farm and says, Bill, what? What is this? His wife wakes up and asks him what he's doing. It's okay, honey, I'm just talking to the cornfield. Well, you know the story, or many of you do. He's supposed to build a baseball field in the middle of the corn, and he's supposed to be using that crop to help pay the bills. He does it against everyone's advice because the voice is persistent. The daughter interrupts him one night. Daddy, there's a man on the lawn. Ray goes outside and finds a long dead ball player named Shoeless Joe Jackson, who was banned for baseball for cheating during the 1919 World Series. Shoeless and his gang of teammates had all been banned from baseball, but here they come through the cornfield. They walk out on the corn to play ball on Ray's field. It's a moment of redemption for them. And there is not only that amazing moment of redemption, there's also this amazing moment of redemption that you'll see in a few moments between Ray and his father. His father long dead, but reappears again, and there is something that they need to say to each other, something they need to share some reconciliation that has to take place, and it's all about a relationship between a father and a son. There's something they say in one of the texts that's very important. That is that we have a chance to live our whole life forward when God is blessing us and caring for us. So that's a little bit about the field of dreams story, but what is Jesus' story? What is Jesus' story? This is Jesus' story from John 10. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. 
They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate. That's the Jesus story. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That is the powerful Jesus story. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. At the heart of who God is, his hope and dream for all of us, for all of you, is that we have and experience an abundant life. And here is the truth from John 3.16, which just a few chapters back from John 10. For God so loved the world, right? That he gave his only son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You talk about a wonderful Jesus story. The Field of Dreams story is a story of redemption and reconciliation. The Jesus story is a story of redemption and reconciliation. So there are lessons to be learned from both stories as they intertwine. The first lesson I would point you to is that your whole life is in front of you. Well, you may be like me, you're thinking, well, I've already had a lot of living, a lot of years behind me, but for all of us, for all of us, our whole life, all the rest of it is before us. I've been reading a book by Daniel Pink called The Power of Regret. And in it, he talks about that as we learn in life, there are lessons to be absorbed. And most of us have some regrets. They could be moral regrets. They could be our times of failure to take a risk when we wish we had to step out of our comfort zone and do something God had called us to do or we felt led to do. Could be a loss of connection with someone, a regret in that area of life. But Daniel Pink says, to move our life forward, you always have to see what is behind you. And that is the God way. The God way is to learn from what we've experienced, what we've known, where we failed, where we've succeeded, and then turn our life in a new direction going forward so that we will achieve what God intends, so that we will have our own dreams fulfilled. That's the gospel, the good news, that we can know and experience this abundant life, your whole life, every one of you here. Let me assure you, your whole life is before you. Today, tomorrow, and all that you will do in the future, you can belong to God in a new way and fulfill new dreams and hopes that he extends to you. Catherine Heisler, I'm indebted to for this idea she was thinking about this movie and about some of the truth in it, and then she started thinking about baseball in general. 
and many of you are baseball fans as I am. And she offered this, this truth. Three strikes and you're not out. I like that. Three strikes and you're not out. We know in baseball, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out. That's the old ball game, but there's no wiggle room in that. Once you have that third strike, you are out. Judgment is final. You can hit a few foul balls, but eventually it's settled. And you make a hit or you're out. This is what she said. There is no prescribed number in God life. There's no penalty for striking out. No limit to the errors we can make. God forgives us an infinite number of times. Over and over and over and over. Just as we are invited to forgive others. It took St. Paul himself a long time to get this truth. But he got it. For he said, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. You do not strike out. You have a second chance. I like this analogy that when Jesus was finishing up here on earth, he was headed home. He reminded his followers of the night he was arrested and later that he was going home. He was going home. He was going to prepare a place for them. And he would come again and bring them home as well. This is the promise in which we live. We have a home base to which return again and again. Watch this film clip and see what it speaks to your heart as you see it. saw him years later when he was worn down by life. Look at him. He's got his whole life in front of him and I'm not even a glint in his eye. What do I say to him? Why don't you introduce him to his granddaughter? I just wanted to thank you folks for putting up this field, letting us play here. I'm John Kinsella. I'm Ray. My wife, Annie. This is my daughter, Karen. Karen, this is my... This is John. Hi, John. gonna let you two talk I mean if all these people are gonna come we got a lot of work to do it's very nice meeting you
catch a good game. Thank you. It's so beautiful here. For me, well, for me, it's like a dream come true. Can I ask you something? Is, is this heaven? It's Iowa. Iowa? Forgiveness, reconciliation, and redemption are gifts from God. They come as a faithful gesture on God's behalf to the human family to bring us together again, to forgive one another, and to find a way forward. That's the salvation story. We find forgiveness offered. We gain reconciliation with God through the work and on behalf of Jesus Christ. And all this amazing work is accomplished so much because God loves us. I want to say a word about heaven. I want to make sure I say this the way I want to say it. They talk a little bit about heaven at the end of that clip. Now, is anyone here from Iowa? No, no, no one from Iowa. Well, Iowa is not heaven. But neither is Memphis, especially in June and July. Those are a couple of places that are not heaven. But we do have a foretaste of what heaven is like. It's when we experience remarkable blessings that could only come from God. It's in our dreams, it's in our life, it's in our real experiences. Have you ever had something that took your breath away? the sight of something in God's creation, the roar of the ocean, the majesty of the mountains, 
the witness of seeing some magnificent creation that God had made. And have you been to an altar where someone was baptized like today? Or you stood at an altar with another person and you said yes to each other? Have you held a newborn baby in your arms? Your baby or someone else's? Have you welcomed the sight of a grandchild and you were ecstatic? Throughout our lives, there are moments and glimpses of heaven. The song says, a foretaste of glory divine. Well, there's that heaven, and it's called a foretaste, and then there's heaven for eternity. Heaven for eternity. A foretaste of glory divine, and then heaven forever and ever and ever. To be rejoicing that we are part of God's family and God's children. There's a text in Deuteronomy that I thought I might read, but I don't think I'll read the entire passage. But it's when Moses is informing the Israelite family about their hope for the future, for a promised land, a dream fulfilled, and that all of their dreams are going to be made true in this land of milk and honey. But he says you have to teach it to your children. It's Moses like a coach giving his team final instructions. They're about to play the biggest away game ever when they cross the Jordan into the promised land. And you're going to have to teach it to your children so they will grow up to be men and women of faith. You put it on their foreheads, you wear it around their neck, you put it as a signpost in their homes that you belong to God. Finally, let me say a direct word to those of you who are fathers and papas, granddads, whatever your title is. And I must acknowledge the presence of my own children here today and grandchildren and how much that means to me to be with them. But it's not just one day, it's all the time what it means to be together. So like the Israelites, will you help your children? Can I help my children and grandchildren love God with all their being? Let's help the kids and the grands to taste heaven here because of what we do. Let's help the kids and grands to dream big because of what we do or say. Let's help the kids and the grandkids to have hearts full of love for others so they are never become haters, but they're always lovers. Let's help the kids and the grands to gain eternal life because you taught them, I taught them, we taught them to choose Jesus over and over and over. 
So the gospel story is that I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. What a pleasure it is to know that we can rest in God's strength. I will apologize to my family because I've told this story before. But when I was growing up, it was outside of Jackson, Tennessee. And we lived out in the country. Of course, we had our own well. And we had a beautiful little structure my dad had built, a concrete structure to cover the well. Well, it was a favorite game, of course, of mine and my brothers that we would, when we were little guys, we would climb up on top of the roof of the well house and just launch ourselves off of it. But the best fun was this, was when my father was there to catch us. We would jump over and over and over and over again, and he would catch us over and over and over again. I don't remember him ever missing. But I want to tell you this, fathers do miss sometimes. We don't want to, we don't mean to perhaps, but we miss it sometimes. But I have a Savior who never misses. Everlasting arms, which will never, ever fail me. I want you to bow your heads for a moment. We're going to do something that I think will be meaningful for you and for me. We're going to have a little whispering time and don't do it yet but I want you to think of someone that God plants on your heart a father a grandfather an uncle a mentor a pastor a spiritual guide a neighbor someone who did it right most of the time and loved you all of the time So when I say one, two, three, after I say three, I want you to whisper their name. I want you to whisper it loud enough so it's audible. And it'd be more than one. It could be just one. What you call them, somebody who got it right most of the time. Father, hear our prayer now. One, two, three. Dad, would you say the names? Lord, we thank you for all of these persons who touched our hearts and who changed our lives. Thank you for their love, for their encouragement, and for their everlasting arms. In the name of Jesus, we give you great thanks for them. Amen. Church can happen anywhere, and I hope that you will find ways to connect with God and the body of Christ that we call the church. At some point this week, if you don't have a faith community, please reach out to us at Peace Tree, and we will get you connected with a group today. I mentioned an important date coming up this summer for our Back to School Bash, and that date is Saturday, August the 13th. It's been three years since we've been able to safely host this event, 
and we are excited to have food trucks on site to have water inflatables for the kids kids of all ages to enjoy music games and good times as we gather together with our neighbors this event is free and open to the public and we will have more information to share with you soon but for now mark august the 13th on your calendars for peace trees back to school bash if you have questions for our podcast or you want to learn more about peace tree then please reach out to us over our website peace tree.church that's p e a c e t r e e.church or message us from our social media pages to learn more about any of our weekly events or to find out more about Sunday morning worship you can also just search for peace tree umc you can use the links in the show notes but i hope if you have not subscribed to this podcast you'll consider subscribing and please tell your friends about us we thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode and we'll see you soon